Hey there, welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today is Wednesday, August the 18th. God isn't fair. Sounds nasty, doesn't it? That's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Now, let me just tell you, if you saw my daily email reflection, I addressed this. This is, essentially this comes from, this, this, this idea is based on today's gospel. And Jesus tells the, the parable of the workers in the vineyard. And, um, you know, the, the ultimate conclusion, I believe, that, that the Lord is trying to get us to uh, take away from this, is the fact that God isn't fair. But before you panic, I, I assure you, that is a very good thing. Because if he was fair, meaning I would get what I deserve, that wouldn't be good. So let's read this parable. Let's talk about it. And let's try to appreciate just how God, good God is to us, right? That's, that's the message I, I, I really want to get across to you today because I think it's, it's such an important one. He's not fair, but boy, is he ever good. And that's so much better than fair. Um, let's pray and then we'll talk more about it, okay? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for being present to us right now. Father, we're so grateful that you are always willing to hear the cries of your children, that you're always willing to come to our assistance, that you are always willing to intervene in our lives and help us out whenever we need it. And Father, we are also grateful for the fact that from time to time, you allow a storm to enter into our lives. You allow us to experience difficulties. You allow us to go through desert, stretches of desert. And we know you do this in order to draw us closer to you and to strengthen our faith. Father, we thank you for these things. We don't always feel grateful for them because sometimes they're, they, they, they're, they hurt. <laughs> but we thank you for your care of us because we know that everything that happens in our lives is happening because you love us. Father, we lift up those who are suffering today. We pray for the people of Haiti. We pray for all who are suffering from the effects of COVID-19. We especially lift up Cardinal Burke and pray for his healing. We pray for Gus Lloyd and his wife, both of whom are suffering from COVID, and so many other people. Father, we lift them up and we ask you to heal them, to grant them relief from however it is uh, that they are affected by the virus. We also pray for the people in Afghanistan. We pray for all of our own personal needs as well. Father, I ask you today to give me a special outpouring of your Holy Spirit so that I can deliver the message that you have for us. And please, Father, open all of our minds and all of our hearts so that we could be receptive, or we will be receptive, to the message that you have for us. Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. You know, I um, I, I had to mention a couple of those intentions at the, at the start of the show. There were so many people who 
are, are suffering from so many different things right now. I, I can't imagine what it's like to live in Haiti, uh, you know, just having that had that earthquake and then the tropical storm. People in Af- Afghanistan, great danger there. And, uh, it, it, you know, not a day goes by when I don't hear of some people, some of, the, some of them are, I know, some I don't know, who are suffering from the effects of, of COVID. Um, Cardinal Burke is, is apparently um, really struggling at the moment, so we pray for him. And, and, and Gus Lloyd, I don't know if you're familiar with Gus, he, uh, he hosts a show. He's been very good to me. Gus hosts a show on a radio show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio on the Catholic Channel, and he's been really good to me um, and endorsed several of my books, had me on the show quite often. So I'm praying for Gus and his wife, both of whom have been diagnosed with COVID. I, I, from what I understand, Gus was having a pretty hard time. At least that's what he posted, but he appears to be turning the corner. Now his wife uh, is uh, has been has tested positive. Really tough. These are really tough times. And one of the great benefits of the way the Lord set things up when it comes to providing for our needs is that he allows us to participate in providing for our own needs. Uh, it's mysterious how it works, but that's one of the powers of inter- intercessory prayer. We do play a role, and it, if you try to figure it out too much and exactly how it works, it, it'll drive you crazy, but, but, but that's what happens uh, that's what happens when you are dealing with mystery. Mystery is just that. It's mysterious. So the Lord does allow us, though, to pray for our needs. And I really believe, and that's why I pray at the start of every show, and that's why I pray in my own life as well, that prayer does have an effect. It has an effect. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's not a quid pro quo effect. If I pray in this way or I pray X number of these prayers— I'm going to get such and such of a response. It doesn't work like that. Sometimes you're praying for a physical healing. You don't get the physical healing. Sometimes you get an emotional healing or a spiritual healing, and then the physical healing may or may not come. It, it is mystery, but I do believe that God hears every prayer because otherwise I wouldn't waste my time and I wouldn't waste your time. I believe that he hears every one of our prayers, and there's plenty of biblical evidence to support that and, and also that he does answer. Maybe not in the way we like, maybe not as fast as we like, maybe in a way that we don't even know that he's answering. But I do believe that he answers, and every one of our prayers has some sort of a positive effect. So it's really great that we're able to pray for for those in need. Um, welcome to the program. I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com, for more information about my work, in case you want to find out about my books or find out how to bring me into your your parish or your conference to speak. Um, I also, I was just communicating with the publisher, The Word Among Us Press, the publisher of my forthcoming book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. I don't have the information about the new book on the website yet, but I'm going to try to get it there soon. The book is pre-orderable now, and I believe the tentative release date is September the 27th or something like that. But the word that I'm getting is it's going to probably be available a few weeks earlier. This is the way it works with with uh, in the publishing world. Books often get uh, they have one date. Amazon.com advertises one date, but I think the publishers sometimes give them a uh, a later date so that they can get the book 
to the publisher in t- to the uh, the different booksellers in time and and oftentimes that that date you see on Amazon which I think it's September the 27th or the 28th oftentimes that's the book is available before then so what i'm expecting is that sometime between September 15th and September and the end of September Journey with God my latest book will be available i'm going to be talking more about it very shortly in the weeks to come you're going to hear a lot more about it but for now know that you can pre-order the book either from Amazon or from the Word Among Us Press. So you can check out either of those sources to pre-order the book. I also put a link to how to pre-order the book in my daily newsletter. And, and I'm going to be doing more of those in the future. So just just watch out for it. And don't worry, we're all going to talk more about it. What was the other thing I wanted to mention? Oh yeah, earlier today, some things came up and I, I made the decision. I have not taken a day off from this program in a long time. So as it stands now, I plan to not do a new podcast. Now, that could change, but let's say for now that I'm not going to do a new podcast next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So if you don't see the podcast for three days, tomorrow's Thursday, then I have the Friday show, and then and I'll mention this again on the other programs, but don't expect a podcast on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. As it stands now, I expect to do a new show on Thursday of next week, whatever that date is. But I, I just need some time off to take care of a few uh, a few things, and that, that would really help me. But I do plan to still do my email reflections, my daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled reflections. Now, I might change my mind and decide that it's possible to do one of these podcasts, but I really don't think that that's going to be possible. So let's just say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, no show. And then, God willing, I plan to be back on Thursday. Okay, I hope you understand, but it's just a little hectic. It seems like it should be summer. Things are supposed to be slow, but there's a, there's a lot going on, and I could, I could use the extra time. So uh, thank you for, for your support and for your understanding and for just, uh, I don't know, just standing by me and, and, and uh, supporting my work for so many years. I'm very grateful, and uh, I thank you for the prayers, the, the kind words, and also for your, your donations. It really does mean a lot to me. I mentioned, okay, I I mentioned that today's gospel, it's from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. This is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Uh, It's a tough one. This this one is, you know, there are, uh, Jesus has a way of really, this is probably a bad expression, but he has a way of getting under our skin sometimes when it comes to these these various uh, parables and things that he says, but that's exactly what he is trying to do. He's trying to get our attention, and uh, he really accomplishes that in the case of this parable. I'm going to read it. I'll read the, the, the parable as contained in the gospel from today's Mass, and then let's chat about it, because this is one that is easily going to aggravate us. I mean, the, the initial reaction for most of us is that we're going to say, this isn't fair. But as I alluded to at the beginning of the show, the fact that the Lord does not operate in a way that we consider fair, that is a great blessing. So let's read it and talk about it. Okay, this is Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them 
have to turn the page here. I should be doing this in a uh, in a higher tech manner, but I'm using a, a I'm using a, 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 a missile today. <laughs> After agreeing with them for their usual daily wage, he sent them into the, his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, "You too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just." So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, he found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. And he said to them, You go too into my vineyard. So keep in mind, the uh, the landowner is... is um, procuring help, hired hands, if you want to call them that, to work in his field, in his vineyard, throughout the day. And the last call, we've got these people standing around without work at 5 o'clock, very close to the time when they're going to close up for the night. He invites them to work in the vineyard. Now, when it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers, and give them their pay. So far, so good, right? Sounds reasonable. Summon the laborers and give them their pay. And I just want to pause here for a minute before I before I go on. The the trouble sometimes, and I was just reading a book about this the, the other day, and, and I agree with this. The trouble sometimes for us when we read the Gospels is that we think we know everything already because we've heard it before. And the approach, I think the best approach, and that's what this book was uh, recommending, the book is by Frank Sheed, who is a really good writer. The book, uh, I'll tell you, the book was called Theology for Beginners. Frank, Frank Sheed was a Catholic apologist, and, and he, um, I, I think this book, this particular book was written in the 50s, and he, he talks about the best way to learn about Jesus through the Gospels is to somehow try, and I know this is hard, to pretend you are reading these stories for the first time. Like really go slow and really take a look at the words because otherwise we've heard these stories. Chances are we've heard these stories so many times that it's easy to just ignore them or let them go in one ear and out the other and not really think about them. So I'm going to urge you to not do that right now. We have these these laborers working in the vineyard and Jesus is telling this parable about these laborers working in the vineyard. And the um, the foreman is about to pay them. And the, the way Jesus tells the parable is the foreman is told by the owner to summon the laborers, right? And give them their pay, beginning the, with the last and ending with the first. So the last people that were hired, the guys who started working at 5 o'clock in the evening, they're going to get paid first. Now, so far, so good, right? There's no, nothing overly controversial about that. But, listen to this. When those who had started about 5 o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage, right? They got the usual daily wage. Now, it's getting a little bit more controversial because... They weren't there for that long. So should they get paid for the entire day? 
According to the standards of fairness, I would say probably not. And that's why, you know, you try to imagine that when the people were hearing this parable for the first time, there was probably some concern about this. And some people thinking, wait a minute, this isn't fair. And if we think about it for any length of time, it doesn't exactly seem fair. So let's continue. When the first came, after they, you know, they, they got paid, starting with the last, when the first came, the people who have been there working in the field all day, slaving away in the field, when they came, they thought that they would receive more. But each of them also got the usual wage. Now, nobody told them, the owner didn't tell them they would receive more, but they assumed since they worked for a longer period of time, they should get more than the people who worked for a shorter period of time. But that was never part of the deal. But, it, but honestly, when you look at it, it only seems, I'm going to use that word again, it only seems fair that those who worked longer should get paid more. I mean, who's going to disagree with that? That's like a company hiring somebody to work for eight hours and other people to work for one hour and they all get paid the same thing. Well, that's not fair. And technically, it's not fair. But let's continue with this. So on receiving it, on receiving the contracted amount, receiving what they expected to get paid in the first place, um, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last ones worked only one hour and you've made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. And again, like who can argue with that? That makes sense. It's just not fair what this, this, uh, the landowner is doing. But he said to them in reply, and this is why, this is why so many people got so annoyed at Jesus back in his day, because he said some things that really, I mean, they, it just enraged people because they were, they seemed so radical. So he said to one of them in reply, the landowner said to one of them in reply, my friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? And this is the tough question. Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first and the first will be last. When you think about it, right? When you think about it, The people who started in the fields early, they agreed to a certain wage. Now, had the landowner not brought in the additional help and paid them the same amount, I don't think any of those people would have grumbled because they got paid exactly what they agreed to, the usual daily wage. But when the landowner decided to pay people who worked less the same usual daily wage. They didn't like that. They didn't like that because they didn't think it was fair. So, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story, I think, is that God isn't fair. And and here's why I think that's a good thing. God is not fair 
Because as a sinner, I don't deserve to live forever in heaven. I think so many times, and, and, and I say this, please don't take this the wrong way, because I struggle with this. I, I, I tend to be a little more self-righteous than I should be. And sometimes I think that it's not fair for God to treat everybody equally. I should get treated better than the person who doesn't have any desire to follow the Lord, who doesn't go to church, who does everything wrong, who is breaking every kind of moral law imaginable. It's not fair. He shouldn't have the right to go to heaven just because he repents on his deathbed. It's very normal to think that way. And the reason it's good that God isn't fair is because excluding everybody else, and and that's, you know, when it comes to the fact that I have a place reserved for me in heaven because of the unmerited, meaning I didn't merit it, I didn't deserve any of the, the unmerited grace which came from the, the crucifixion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That grace enables me to live in heaven forever in total and perfect happiness. I don't deserve that grace. We don't believe that we should, as the Catholic Church does not believe, contrary to the opinions of some, does not believe that it is possible to earn your way into heaven. It's not. I do not get to heaven because of my good works. I get to heaven because of what Christ did on the cross and the fact that he rose from the dead. That's the only reason that I have the opportunity to live in heaven. Now, it's possible for me to mess it up by falling into serious sin, by failing to ask for the Lord's help. But it's all about grace. And grace is a gift. Grace comes from the Latin word gratis, which means free. It is a free gift from God. And it's by grace that I am saved. And, and so when you really think about it, you know, if we start saying, that this person shouldn't be saved. And, and, you know, you have to remember something, that it is possible, and this is, a, this is church teaching, it is possible for somebody who does not know about Christ, who just doesn't, maybe, was never, maybe he's living in an isolated area, does not know about Christ at all. It is possible for that person to be saved, even though they have never heard the name of Jesus. It's possible. That's what the church teaches. That's not the ordinary way. So what we don't want to do is get into the, the false uh, belief. We don't want to be overcome by the false belief that, well, we don't really have to tell others about Christ. The ordinary way for people to be saved is through Jesus Christ. So we do want to tell people about Christ. We do want to evangelize. But it is possible for some people to never have gone to church. And, you know, there's something in the catechism about that, about if a person leads a, what, in their opinion, a virtuous life, it is possible for it to happen. It is not ordinary, though. 
that's not the way we, we don't, I, I don't want to take that chance, you know? I don't want to take that chance that you, you, it's, it, church used to refer to this as invincible ignorance, mean, meaning that if, you, if you're not aware of a certain teaching of the church or commandment, you can't be held responsible for it. But we don't want to, we don't want to fall into that laziness that comes from thinking that, well, if this person doesn't know it, I'm just not going to tell them. No, everybody deserves to, to know the truth. But if somebody converts, if they're finally hearing the gospel, maybe they, maybe they never heard it, maybe nobody ever really taught it to them, but on their deathbed they convert and say, yeah, I do, I do admit I'm a sinner and I do accept Christ and I do surrender my life to him. That person can get to heaven maybe just as fast or faster than somebody who has gone to church for, for years every week. And yeah, it's not fair. But God is not fair. He's merciful. And, and you know, I, I think the secret to really not... And, and I listen, I expect you to get angry at this parable. Because it sort of made me angry in the past. I'm, I'm starting to get it now, though. You know, I'm a stubborn person, but I'm starting to get it now. And, and I think the, 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 the proper outlook on this is to thank the Lord for His mercy. That he's merciful to you and to me, you know? If I'm thankful to him for what he's given me, I, I didn't deserve it. I wasn't up on that cross. Jesus didn't have any sins of his own. He died for my sins. That in and of itself is enough for me to be grateful. And because of what he did, he did the hard work, and all he said is, you just need to follow me and obey my commands. You do that, and you too can live forever in paradise. That's not fair. It's not fair to him that he had to go on that cross. But he did it out of love. So if you look at it that way, you know, just if you want to look at it, just you and Jesus, he took the punishment that you deserved and that I deserved. It's not fair that it had to happen that way, but he wanted it that way. And that was the father's plan. So therefore, instead of being annoyed that other people might be having it easier than I do. I think the best comparison is to look at Jesus and realize that he had it a heck of a lot tougher than we did and to be grateful for that unmerited, undeserved grace that enables me to get to heaven. Tough message, but one that's really worth spending some time thinking about. And and I think when you do, you become more grateful for what the Lord has done in, in your life. So, hey, look, if you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. If not, I look forward to joining you again tomorrow on the program. I plan to be here. I hope you'll be able to join me for another episode of Following the Truth. Have yourself a fantastic night. God bless you. And remember, God isn't fair, and that's a good thing. Bye-bye.